Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Everybody. Welcome to the weekday chat where we talk about where we've been and where we're going. My name is Riley Weaver. And I'm Luke Proctor. We're both ministers here at PCC. We love getting to serve here together and we love getting to be part of this church family with you. And we'd love to hear from you. I know it's a weird season that we haven't seen some of you in a very long time, but we would love to hear from you. So feel free to say hey on the comments or uh, leave it back. Any feedback you have for us, ask any questions. We'd love to interact with you in that way. We do read those and we do pray for the things you ask us to pray for, all that good stuff. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's yeah, good to connect yeah. with you. So speaking of comments, Luke, I want to hear mm. what is one of your favorite Christmas traditions? Oh, man. Uh, we do the pretty typical stuff, you know, gingerbread houses and Christmas carols and decorating and all that. We went and saw the Christmas lights in Danville a couple nights ago. Uh, we do waffles every Christmas as a Christmas meal. And last year we made green waffles and cut them in the shape of Christmas trees. So that, that was a new one that our family started last year. What about you? Is that like Christmas dinner? Yeah. Yeah. We just do breakfast for dinner on Christmas. Wow. Man, that's, that's way easier than my Christmas. Oh yeah. I like that. Take it easy. It's a good idea. (laughs) I got presents to play with. Yeah. Um, (laughs) before I talk about my Christmas tradition, anybody who's watching, feel free to comment what your favorite Christmas tradition is. We'd love to hear from you too. You know, we really didn't have a ton of Christmas traditions. Um, we had more Christmas Eve traditions, I'd okay. say. So, like, a lot of times on Christmas Eve, we would get to open one present, but that present was always pajamas. My nice. mom gets yes. us all pajamas every year. <laughs> yeah. So I really wanted a toy, but it was always pajamas. Becky, can I have some pajamas, too? <laughs> <laughs> she might get you some now. But, uh, you know, another funny thing that my dad always did around Christmas is whenever I asked what I was going to get for Christmas, he'd always say a box of rocks. That's awesome. That sounds and like even like my mom was calling me. The, she's like, I don't have anything for you for Christmas. And my dad's like, you're getting a box of rocks. So <laughs> box of rocks. That's, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's something awesome. I think about. I love it. Well, we're in the Christmas season, obviously, and we've kicked off our Christmas series last week. We're looking at heaven from several different viewpoints, and last week we started the series in Revelation chapter 12, which might be an odd place uh, to start a Christmas series, but it actually gives us the story of the nativity from heaven's viewpoint, and we see that there's a dragon um, in the nativity scene, that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes rather than just a baby and some hay. This is spiritual warfare, and the fate of the universe is at stake, but we saw three big things from that story, that uh, the baby is alive, the dragon is beaten and the world is in trouble. So ultimately, uh, long story short, Jesus wins. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good one. So, you know, one of the key things in that message is Jesus brings us hope. What do you think that hope looks like on a daily basis? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, uh, the, the core of our faith is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, if Jesus is not alive, none of this matters, and there is no hope. Um, but if Jesus is alive, then there is no such thing as hopeless. If God can bring life and hope 
out of the Son of God being killed, um, then he can bring life and hope out of absolutely anything. And so I always go back um, to reminding myself of the reality that Jesus is alive, and because Jesus is alive, there's therefore no such thing as hopeless. And that's the foundational truth that I try to orient my faith upon, and that all of us mm-hmm. should. First um, Corinthians 15 talks about that. Um, but uh, then in the day-to-day reality, as far as like grounding myself in that truth, uh, the most fundamental discipline for me in maintaining hope is uh, praying the Psalms. Mm-hmm. That just keeps my heart in, in touch with God's heart every day. Try to pray some at least one Psalm. And uh, that really just helps me keep in, in step with him. And that as I do that, I find he, he gives me hope. So yeah. what about you? Awesome. I think for me, hope is kind of a a daily attitude that I have to have. You know, it's really easy for me to get down on myself if something bad happens or something doesn't go the way I want it to go. And I think it's, you know, having a relationship with Christ just gives me extra perspective Mm -hmm. to be able to say, you know, this isn't really that bad or Jesus is in total control of this. Why would I be worried about? Yeah. So uh, that perspective is what really, really helps me. That's wonderful. So when we... We've, we've spent about five weeks now going through Revelation, five or six weeks, and it kind of begs the question that since Revelation is an apocalypse, it's an unveiling, like a pulling back the curtain on these spiritual realities that are going on behind the visible world that we see, it makes us naturally wonder how, how much of the stuff going on in our lives mm-hmm. is spiritual warfare? How do we see now in the day-to-day kind of what's going on behind the curtain? So, Riley, give us a window here. Um, what would you say when we're going through difficult times? How much is just, well, stuff happens? How much is spiritual warfare? How much credit does the devil get here? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a really important question because obviously with everything that's going on in the world right now, a lot of people are saying, you know, it's evil, it's the end times. I mean, whatever it is. So this is a really important question to wrestle mm-hmm. through. And You know, I definitely believe there's been examples of spiritual warfare in my life, Um, but I can count all those on just a few fingers. Mm -hmm. And I think that those specific situations in my life have had to do with, you know, being kept from something. Hmm. Um, You know, maybe somebody I'm trying to reach out to or something like that. It's not like if I drop my bowl of cereal on the ground this morning, yeah, the devil knocked that out of my hand, you know? So, and I think a really important piece with all this is we've got to make sure that we don't give the devil too much credit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we know that he has power, but we also know that that power that he has compares nothing to the power of Jesus and that Jesus has defeated him. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just waiting for Jesus to come back and defeat him for good. Yeah. So it's just really important. I think even if you feel like you could be spiritually attacked, not to give Satan the credit for that, um, not to fear him. I, th- I think that's all a really important piece. Yeah. Of what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's hard to know. Uh, C.S. Lewis has the famous quote, you know, that we can make uh, one of two errors when talking about spiritual warfare. We can either focus way too much on it and become obsessed with it, or we mm. can totally ignore that. And That's I think good. you and I have both spent a fair amount of time in other cultures, and we've seen this play out, you know, that a lot of the time in um, sometimes more typically third world type cultures, uh, uh, they or some of those quote unquote warm cultures, uh, they can give a lot of credit to spiritual warfare mm-hmm. things. And, it, you know, like a me- meaning every time the branches on the tree 
trees are moving. Yeah. They'll say, oh, the, the spirits are up there. It's like, that's just the wind. Yeah. Like, yeah. calm yeah. down a little bit, you know? Um, but in the same sense, now here we are living in a uh, highly technological, advanced society where we have a very kind of naturalistic, uh, mm-hmm. scientific method type worldview. And yeah. uh, we don't give uh, spiritual warfare much credit at all yeah. in, in what's going on in our world. And so I do think that a lot of the time we need to look deeper. Yep. And I do think one of the devil's best weapons that he uses against us, specifically uh, living in a, uh, a in America, is to convince us that he doesn't exist mm-hmm. and to convince us that he is not active. And yeah, so I think he uses that's distraction definitely tactics. the more definitely the more dangerous of those two. Yeah, things, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, to answer the question, um, I don't think Scripture gives us the tools to necessarily draw a one-to-one correlation behind. Oh, my grandmother got the virus. That's definitely spiritual warfare going mm-hmm. on. I don't know that we have those tools. Scripture does give us uh, some potential answers to this age-old question of uh, why does God allow suffering if he really is all good and all powerful? And it's because, well, we are sinful and uh, hurt people hurt people. We tend to wreak havoc on the world. We are living in a fallen world that has been under the curse ever since Adam and Eve first disobeyed. That's the second reason. Third reason is quite clear, and this is the one that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. God does discipline for sin. That sin does come with consequences, and God does even put us through trials and through tests. That that is that is a real thing that does happen. And then the fourth one is that the devil is um, active. He's prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking those whom he can uh, he can devour. You know, he's out to steal and kill and destroy, and he's a liar. All of those things are real. I don't know that we have the ability to draw one to one correlation between every event and which particular cause is there, but we know that all four of those causes coexist, and that should lead us to a deeper hope and trust and a quest for faithfulness in light of the resurrection of Jesus. Absolutely. Great. So final question, you just talked a little bit about how Satan is a prowling lion, you know, Mm -hmm. how he is waging war on our lives, how he's trying to target us, whether that may be through direct action or just the result of the brokenness that he's created in the world. Why does Satan want to harm people? Well, uh, going back to our text from Sunday from Revelation 12, it says he's filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. That's mm. the phrase that John gives us. He knows that his time is short. In other words, uh, he knows he's done. Uh, he knows that he's been beaten. He's going to be cast down. And one of the, a, a popular misconception we have in our society about hell is that hell's just kind of some big party for the bad people and, you know, and, and that the devil's kind of the chief party thrower who supplies all the booze and, you, go, you know, ha- has a good time and he's the DJ yeah. and you just go hang out down there and have a good time. Listen, uh, the devil is not the ruler of hell. He is the chief inmate of hell. Hmm. He is a prisoner of it. It is not his kingdom. Uh, he, he, he is not in charge there. He knows that he is, he is the one under sentencing there, hmm. and he wants to bring as many others under sentencing as he possibly can. It's a good word. Yeah. So. I think another piece of that is, you know, God has created us with so much potential, uh, each and every one of us, and, you know, the devil wants us wants to keep us from achieving that potential. And when I talk about potential, I'm not talking about like, you know, each of us can be president or each of us can be a doctor. (laughs) Like I'm not, I'm not talking about that because I I don't think that's what God promises us. But what I do think God promises us is we all have so much potential in him for an amazing life. Um, you know, just all the blessings that he promises us in this life and the next, um, spiritually, Mm -hmm. you know, God wants all people to be saved. 
Satan does not. Absolutely. And that's really what he's trying to keep us from is, you know, we all have this great potential to be a part of God's family, to glorify God, to do amazing things for God. Well, Satan doesn't want God to be glorified. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So so in some way then, even if, if you are feeling an oppression, like a feeling like you are being attacked, I hope you can be encouraged, number one, because Jesus has won the victory. But number yeah. two, the fact that Satan's going after you means that he knows God's got good plans for you and he doesn't want them to happen. So. Absolutely. Riley, where are we going this week, man? Yeah. So you're preaching again this Sunday. Really? Yeah, you are. Oh, man. Yeah, if you haven't started on your sermon, <laughs> you need to get started. Uh, from what I've heard, you're talking about Joseph. Uh, you're going to be continuing our sermon series and talking about a clear vision of Christmas from Joseph's perspective. So just talking about a little a little bit about him and a little bit about his experience. So absolutely, looking forward to seeing what you got to say. Hey, me yeah. too. <laughs> hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. We hope to see you Sunday, uh, either in person or online. And we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.